1: Check out
0: transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com/slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC.
2: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Welcome to Breaking
1: Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm Carlene Higgins, and I'm here with my good friend, Jill Dunn. Hi, Jill.
0: Hey, guys. Hey, Carlene. So if you guys are new to our show, first of all, welcome. We are 2 longtime beauty editors, and our show is really all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. In today's episode, we're here
1: to celebrate Pride Month with none other than Brooklyn Heights. So excited for a virtual sit-down with Brooklyn today. Of course, many of you will know her already from the 11th season of RuPaul's Drag Race, where she was the first runner-up. And she's also the first Canadian to be on the show, hence her nickname, Queen of the North.
0: So that makes us curious. Canada Proud, of course. And Brooklyn is now an official judge on Canada's Drag Race. Season one premiering on July 2nd on Crave Canada. And in the U.S., you can catch it on Wow Presents Plus.
1: I personally cannot wait for this show to get started. I am such a diehard fan. I've watched every season up to season 12, and it's family viewing for us, honestly. (laughs) Both my kids love watching the show. I just have to put earmuffs on every time RuPaul says, good luck and don't get f- it up. <laughs> my son's like, he walks around the house pretending he's on the show. He made up this phrase called plungy girls. He's like, I'm a plungy girl. And he's like working the little runway down the hallway. It's really cute.
0: Oh, little <laughs> six-year-old on a runway. He's so cute. <laughs> I just think it's so much fun. And it's just all about, you know, that self-expression. So I love that they're into it. Yeah, it's a feel good, feel good show, you know? Absolutely. It was with a little shady side side dish, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Brooklyn Heights is the stage name of Brock Heyhoe, And if you watch the show, you'll know that Brock is a classically trained ballet dancer. Brock actually studied just down the road from us at the National Ballet School of Canada. And Brock's performed with Le Ballet Trocadero de Monte Carlo. Hopefully I'm not mucking that up too much. And you could really see those moves in Brooklyn's performances on the show, which is just won her so many challenges and just frankly, jaw dropping performances. Like you would just watch it and then rewind it to watch it again. You couldn't believe what you saw.
1: Mm -hmm. And then of course there was the on-show romance with Miss Vanjie. I don't think we had ever seen an on-air romance in all the seasons leading up to that. And then of course, her super pulled together outfits, like the bedazzled Mountie uniform. I mean, like perfection. And for all these reasons, Brooklyn has just shot to stardom since the show aired.
0: Yeah. So for today's episode, you're going to want to pull up a chair. We're about to get all the tea on the number one thing to look forward to on Canada's Drag Race. Plus, we are a beauty podcast and we're not going to let you guys down. So we're going to get a full rundown of her whole drag queen beauty routine. You won't believe what the hack is that she uses to make
1: her eyes look snatched. Oh, my gosh. I completely learned so much. Plus, we find out her number one favorite drugstore product, her ride-or-die skincare must, and Brooklyn reveals the craziest place she's ever done makeup. All of the products mentioned will be listed on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. And finally, Brooklyn is going to reflect on the meaning of pride this year, in particular under quarantine with a few questions from my own daughter, Ines, who's making her debut at the end of
0: today's episode. You guys have to stay tuned for that. And here she is, Brooklyn Heights. So we're going to jump right into it, Brooklyn. So first of all, we've been following some of your advocacy work on social media for Black Lives Matter. And I know that... Each and every week this month in June, you're donating your cameo proceeds to causes close to your heart. By the way, I love cameo, so much fun. So tell us about that and what sort of uh, inspired you to do that.
2: Well, I was just thinking about ways I could be more involved and give back. And then at the same time, maybe encourage other people to be involved and feel like they were donating something as well. So um, the yeah. cameo thing seemed like the perfect fit. I actually did it at the beginning of COVID with. Uh, with Canadian queens, I donated, I think I did two weeks where I donated all of my cameo earnings to different queens, local queens who were just out of work and weren't able to do things. And actually I jumped, um, Absolute Vodka jumped on with me on that and they donated $25,000.
1: Amazing.
2: Yeah. We were able to give like 50 queens, I think $500 each, which was great. So I I had done it before. So I thought, why not try it again? So I I did some research and uh, last week we raised 4,000 $450 for black lives matter. And then, yeah, this week we're doing uh, the unique women's coalition, which is a Los Angeles based organization that aids black trans women and also uh, black trans women and trans women in general have been getting murdered um, in really, really high volumes in the States. Mm. So it was really, that was a really important uh, issue and organization for me to help out with, uh, especially being part of the queer community.
0: What was the craziest cameo that you've been asked to do? <sighs>
2: I haven't been asked to do many crazy ones. I have to be honest. They're usually, I usually get like the birthdays or the whatever, but you no, know, another <laughs> yeah. drag race alumni, Bob, the drag queen, who I believe won season eight. I think he won season eight. Um, he was asked to break up with somebody. <gasps> yeah stop
0: oh my if I god. was wearing pearls I'd be clutch I know out. and he did it
2: and I was like oh god I don't know if I could have done that but yeah he has, oh my gosh. He has to break up with somebody
1: cameos the new <laughs> post-it note it is for 2020
2: <laughs> you get broken up with get, like Bob's a good person to do it for you
0: so.
1: Yeah. yeah oh.
0: Well, we need some hot goss on Canada's Drag Race, even though it's not out just yet. And okay, by the way, it's Canada's Drag Race, right? Not Drag Race Canada. Canada's Drag
2: Race, yes, because yeah, okay, yeah. I think Drag Race Canada was trademarked <laughs> by, like, by like a racing company. So, oh gosh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah like car racing, wasn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, something like that. So, Canada's yeah, drag race. not the same. Yeah,
0: no. Um, so. My prediction, and I'm saying it on the record here, is that the Queen Priyanka is going to win Canada's Drag Race. Okay. And I saw her perform at a drag show back in December, and she's just so fun to watch. But is there a single spoiler that you're allowed to give away? Like, what's, what's the tea?
2: Definitely uh, Snatch Game is going to be a highlight. Snatch Game was really, really good.
0: Oh, I love okay. Snatch Game. I'm, okay, I'm so <laughs> excited
1: for that. I
2: have a long history with <laughs> Snatch Game, so I, I, was, I was glad this one went well for them
1: yeah <laughs> so many firsts when you were on season 11 of drag race first queen of the north on the show first couple that i noticed to be on the show you and miss vanjie yes a lot of people were saying the best lip sync and drag history with uh when you did demi lovato yeah it was so epic now i read this online i need to know if this is true is it true that demi lovato dm'd you to hang out afterwards <laughs> and
2: and yeah. did you that is true yeah um demi's actually we're we're friends now which is weird uh <laughs> but she's lovely yeah I, I it wasn't directly after which made it even stranger it was like months afterwards and i was just right. sitting there on my phone as we all do and all of a sudden i looked at my dms and it said demi lovato blue check mark and i was like what? Was, what? oh my god i just watched the lip sync it was so amazing and we just started chatting and yeah she's a very very nice cool girl yeah yeah so cool it was
0: truly one of the it's like you just want to get up in your living room and dance when you were doing that
2: <laughs> like it was unbelievable well, I had so much fun doing it I and like I always say like every time I had to lip sync on the show especially that lip sync I was so was the least nervous I was the whole time I was there because I was like oh I do this song every weekend at the club like <laughs> like i didn't i didn't I didn't even listen to it before like I didn't usually the Queens and I tucked are like have their earphones in and they're like in the back, like rocking back and forth, trying to like figure out what they're gonna do and I, I was <laughs> I was sitting with everybody else getting drunk, so I was, having, I was having a good time
1: Hey guys, I want to break for just a minute to talk about a simple way to stay healthy, stay energized, and stay focused with fresh, delicious meals delivered straight to your door courtesy of our friends at Saqqara. Now, way back when the quarantine first started, I thought I was going to have more time to get things done, like work on some life goals, learn photography, maybe do my taxes. Turns out between the kids, work, and cleaning, I have even less time. If you've got your hand up right now saying, it me, you're definitely going to want to check out Saqqara. They're a nutrition company offering ready-to-eat meals made with organic, plant-rich superfoods, just what we need right now. Let's see what's on the menu for next week. We've got sexiest salad in NYC with seasonal berries, chickpeas, almonds, and cinnamon Dijon dressing, Szechuan noodles with roasted carrots, and yum, wild tropics toast with guava jam. Those are just some examples of what you might find on their menu. So think of Sakara as your personal celebrity chef on speed dial. In addition to their delicious meals, Sakara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. To boost immunity, try their best-selling daily probiotic blend or detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. And right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when you go to sakaracom beauty and enter code beauty at chat check out. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash beauty to get 20% off your order. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our blog. That's Sakara.com slash beauty. And now back to today's guest.
0: I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday, I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. You can follow along with everything over on Instagram at Lori and make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode.
1: So I know that you grew up outside of Toronto and I read that it was in a devout Christian family. Are you able to share some of your coming out story? It's Pride Month and I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing that. How did you get the courage to do that when you were just 18?
2: Yeah. I, um, I grew up in Etobicoke, um, so mm-hmm. Islington subway station. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the stop. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, my, my grandparents, my mother's parents were missionaries. Uh, she was actually raised in Malaysia in Borneo and my grandpa had um, a hospital in the middle of the jungle in Borneo. Um, and so that's where my mom was raised until she was like a, I believe a teenager. And then my dad's family was extremely religious. Uh, they just belonged to a very like strict Christian church that you couldn't, I, th- I, I believe the term for them was Plymouth Brethren and you couldn't wear, uh, the women weren't allowed to wear pants and they had to wear head coverings in church. So that's kind of where, I, what I was born into. They had left, uh, they had left that church by the time I was born though, thank God, because that would have been interesting. Uh, <laughs> but I went to church every Sunday, um, every Sunday night. I had youth group every Saturday or every Friday or Wednesday. So I was brought up very, very Christian. And I mean, it was one of those things, like, looking back at it, I think it was pretty clear to everybody that I was different. Um, I've always been very effeminate. I've always loved dolls and everything girly. Like, I was that kid. Like, you know, you see those kids and you're like, "Hmm." God gave gave him an extra swish in his step. That was me. Um, So when I came out, I was genuinely shocked. People were like, oh my God, you're gay? And I was like, yeah, like, uh, really <laughs> did, did we just meet <laughs> but um I actually came out to my mom on pride when I was 18 because we were looking at the newspaper and we were just there was the, of course the big pride thing on the front cover and she was like talking about it and you kind of tell she was like hinting at it a little bit she's like well do you mm-hmm. think you might be gay and I was like yeah yeah she started crying and I was like why are you crying I was like you can't be surprised mom like come on like we've been through this. Like, (laughs) and there had been like things leading up to that, but like, I never actually said it. And then, so she was, she was sad. And my dad, I don't remember. I think my dad, I think she told, I didn't tell my dad, she told my dad. And then my dad asked me about it in like a super awkward, like hour long car ride where I had nowhere to escape. Oh God. Yeah. It was horrible. But yeah, I was just kind of, I was just very matter of fact about it. I wasn't trying to apologize. I was just like, yeah, I'm gay. This is who I am. I think it's all pretty obvious, and my parents, to their credit, like given their upbringing and where they came from, they were pretty good with it. like I never got disowned, I never was told I wasn't loved anymore, any of that stuff. They weren't happy about it, and they thought it was a choice and mm. I got all all of the the literature to read about how <laughs> about how about how I could turn myself not gay and suggestions of Christian conferences I could go to led by someone who used to be gay and is no, no longer gay, all of that stuff. So, and I was just like, that's, we're not doing that. That's not, that's not what's happening. Yeah. So that definitely created a rift, but looking back on it, like I don't blame them and I don't fault them. I understand where they were coming from. They didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And now me and my mom, me and my mom are very close. She's come to accept me and she's come to, she came to a couple of the viewing parties at Woody's in Toronto for the show. And, um, now she's a, a really big supporter. So I'm very lucky.
1: Yeah. You know, Rue always says that the show brings families closer together.
2: Yeah, it does. It really <laughs> does.
1: Yeah. So of course, we're a beauty podcast. So we got to ask you all the tricks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I read that it takes you two hours to transform into Brooklyn Heights. Is that true? That's a
2: lie. Uh, <laughs> it, it takes me like an hour, maybe. Yeah. It's very, wow. it's, it's very paint by numbers at this point. I've been doing it a long time. So I'm just kind of like,
1: yeah, it goes on. To- Where did you learn to do makeup?
2: Honestly, no one ever taught me like it was very much like if you saw like early, there's like one or two pictures that my friends have from when I was like 19 when I first started it was, <laughs> it was rough. I was at the National Ballet School of Canada then. Um, and we used to get all of our makeup sponsored our stage makeup sponsored by MAC Cosmetics. And mm-hmm. I had my foundation was that it was like the pancake foundation that you had to wet the sponge. You remember? Yeah, that? That yeah. Was the first drag foundation? <laughs> and then I moved over because I needed something heavier I moved over do you remember I don't think they make it anymore that Maybelline whipped matte mousse oh yeah,
1: oh, oh, yeah. I remember
2: that. oh yeah that was my I didn't block my eyebrows I I didn't even wear lashes for the longest time like you I just didn't know so it's been a really yeah. long period of trial and error and I've had a couple people do my not I think only two people have painted me in the last like how long have I been doing that? Like 15 years now. I've only, Wow. Yeah, only about two people have painted me. And I really learned a lot both of those times. But it's really yeah. been trial and error, figuring out my own face, seeing what other people do, trying mm-hmm. what they did, like kind of stuff like that. Um, I remember one of the big turning points in my makeup was when Miss Fame from Drag Race, she's a big beauty guru now too, uh, released, she did a makeup tutorial on YouTube. And I remember watching that and I kind of learned yeah. how to paint my face a little bit through that. But yeah, yeah, it's really just been honestly trial and error and just figuring out your own face and seeing yourself mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm never doing it.
0: <laughs> What's the craziest place you've ever done your own makeup?
2: In a car on the way to Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, full drag? Full face in the front seat. Yeah. Oh Whatever. my gosh. I think it was a convertible too. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Yeah. It was like...
0: Gotta have like windproof Oh lashes. yeah. Like I was like
2: gluing down my brows and everything. Like it was like, <laughs> it was intense.
1: Yeah. Well, we want to get some specifics. So let's start with like the first step erasing. What do you do?
2: Erasing. Okay. So, first thing I do is obviously I shave. Usually, uh, a nice thing about quarantine is you don't have to shave so close because no one can actually see you. But if I'm in drag for a long time, I shave my face and I actually back shave it. So I go against the grain Mm -hmm. and that gives you that like baby smooth, like you can't see, you can't clock anything. So I do that. um, And then the next step for me is I glue down my brows and I use, I actually have all like this. You're sitting on my makeup table right now. Um, okay. I use okay. Prosaid. This is, okay. I, all of my makeup looks busted. It's like covered in stuff. So uh aid is like a medical grade um, prosthetics adhesive. So it's okay. used to, for like movies and stuff to apply prosthetics. So I use that on my eyebrow uh-huh. and I use a, like an eyebrow brush. So you basically put it in and then you just brush it through Okay, and it dries super quickly. And then you just powder over it and it's... Mm-hmm. Like this stuff is a lifesaver because I'm sure you've seen me as a boy. I have I have a brow, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I have a very thick brow, so that's probably the most important step for me in my makeup process. Um, okay. so I do that, and then honestly, like I've been in drag for 12 hours. I've gone swimming. I've jumped in a pool. Like they will not move. Okay, hot
1: tip. And you just order it online, or I, you, I get that on
2: Amazon. Um, yeah, super easy. Okay. not expensive. It lasts forever. So I yeah. did that, and then I used to, when I started doing my makeup, I would do my foundation and contour and everything first, and my eyes would be last. Okay. I could never understand why I would, like, Miss Fame, for example, when I watched that tutorial, is the first time I saw a person do their eyes first and then do, build everything around it. I didn't understand until I tried it. It's so much better. Because the eyes right. are yeah. what take the longest and usually what require the most detail Mm-hmm. So it just made sense to do that first and they automatically came out cleaner. And because right. it was like the first thing I was really concentrating on. And that way, if you fuck up, I'm sorry, I don't, can I swear on here?
1: Yeah, we totally. good.
2: If you fuck up, you, can, <laughs> you, so you, you just started the process. So you can just take it off and start over again. Whereas if it's the last thing you're doing and you fuck up, then you have to take off pretty much your whole face and redo everything again. Yeah. So after I do my... um my, I block my eyebrows. Oh, I put on, I wear those face tapes. The little,
1: Oh, Oh yeah.
2: Oh, do you, have you ever tried those?
1: No. Tell us everything.
2: Oh my God. It's literally, you can see them right there. Okay. okay yeah. yeah. You know that? So it's literally like, it's a super it's, and these ones are really good. I actually got them at the beauty bar or the face station in Toronto.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. On Queen West, right? The old
2: uh, makeup school store. Yes. I, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's on. I, and I, I uh, lucky actually introduced me to these. And you can get them there. And so it's basically two little uh, stickers and then they have strings attached to them and you mm. put it in the back. Okay. It literally just gives you, a, it just pulls. It gives you like a mini facelift. It just does that.
1: Yeah. This is this is like that ponytail lift.
2: Yeah. It just snatches your face right up. Like,
1: yeah, I need that right now. Okay.
2: It's really good. So I do that after everything's done. Mm-hmm. I, I put on a primer. I use the Too Faced Hangover 3-in-1. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. I just spray that on, uh, let, let it dry, and then I start with my eyes. And I use the Tarte Face Tape or what is it called? Shape Tape. That's the one. So good. Yeah, Tarte uh, Shape Tape. So I, I just dot that on my eyebrows and on my eyes, and I take a little beauty blender and I just kind of white mm-hmm. out the area. And then mm-hmm. I go in with my, my um, eyeshadow. Yeah, amazing. I always start with creating the crease. Um, mm-hmm. and I've experimented a lot. I really, the only eye shape that really looks good on me is like this crease. I can't do a full, because I have such small, like I have very hooded eyes and I don't have a lot of lid space. So it's really important to create this illusion.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: actually, yeah. that's like my eyebrow right there. So, like, my crease kind of goes up to the beginning of my eyebrow. Oh, okay. So I create that. Um, and then I go in with uh, the shape tape again and I uh, use a little brush and I mark out the crease and kind of really cut it. So it's nice and clean.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: I use, um, I love those, uh, eyeliner is so hard for me to do again. Cause I have such small, I I'm one of, the, one of those people who puts on eyeliner and if I blink, it like ends up here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have such here a you. lot of space. So when I blink, everything touches. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I love the, um, the eyeliner pens, Mm -hmm. And I just started using the, they actually just sent me a PR, a little PR pack because they'll do that for me now. Uh, (laughs)
0: Yeah, of course.
2: The Lady Gaga, the House Labs one.
0: Oh, perfect. Oh, cool. Nice. What's the review? We've not tried it. It's
2: it's this, it's a really big size. It's really large and it has a really nice, I'll do that beauty influencer thing they do. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It (laughs) It's a really nice tip. It's great to do. I really, really highly, highly recommend it. So after I after I've cut everything and kind of everything's where it needs to be, I will do my eyeliner, um, mm-hmm. and then I I usually do a little glitter. I'm wearing oh, another one of my favorite products is the Heavy Metal by uh, Urban Decay.
1: Urban Decay, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. it's
2: it's like a it's super glittery, but it doesn't fall everywhere because it's like a gel.
1: Right. Yeah. It's
2: amazing. Another thing that I think probably a lot of people aren't aware of is when you're doing your eyeshadow, especially when you block your brows, it's a very mm-hmm. different ball game because you're dealing with two different textures. You're dealing with the actual texture mm-hmm. of your skin and then you're dealing with this new texture where the glue is.
1: Mm-hmm. So what do you do?
2: There's a, I learned this, I forget who I learned this for, but you kind of have to dot it. You can't really brush it.
1: Mm-hmm. I brush it to be okay.
2: And then if you really want the color to go on, you have to go in and you just, it's like this it's like this kind dabbing of, yeah you have to dab okay and that's the best way to get a blend because you really you really kind of have to punch it in there because it's not <laughs> it's a different texture and another thing that helps with that is if which is another thing I learned actually kind of recently is when I put on my concealer um to cover up my my eyebrows and everything I used to powder it mm-hmm. and now uh, if you don't powder it it works so much better because then your the makeup sticks to it. Right. the makeup just wasn't sticking to it properly. So don't put any powder on when you're doing your eyeshadow and just let the makeup stick to that and kind of blend out from there.
1: Okay. And then your eyebrows, do you pencil those in or do you actually stick something on? These are lace
2: front eyebrows. Get
1: out.
0: I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Can I take a screen grab of this? (laughs) Of you? (laughs) Um. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. They're so good.
2: Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So they're lace front, uh, they're lace front eyebrows. Um. So I literally just, it's one of the last things I do. I just glue them off mm-hmm. and then I, I extend them out a little bit with a little bit of uh like a brow powder uh, mm-hmm. just cause they're, a, they're meant for a small woman, <laughs> which I am not. <laughs> so I have to, I kind of have to draw them out a little bit. Um. But yeah, that's one of the last things I do. After I do my eyes, I always go in my whole beard area with um, an orange colored uh, pan stick. Mm-hmm. It has like a red peach orange tone. And that, okay. um, that kind of cancels out the blue color in your beard, just in case right. th- showing through. So I do that. And then I go in with my foundation, which is my favorite foundation for the last couple of years. The, it looks super gross because I've been using
0: obsessed well loved
2: or the kvd i guess we call it now the kvd foundation is everything
0: i wear that on tv all the time and i always feel so ratchet carrying it around for the exact reason
2: you just showed it gets everywhere yeah it's because i you lose the little stopper (laughs) that goes in there Um, totally yeah totally it's amazing i use that and i actually just started using one of these brushes Oh, oh yeah, the little. I always thought there was so weird, and I just never tried it. And it actually, works really well. Yeah, like it's like so a little to, hand for, brush.
1: Yeah, it's, or it looks like a hair it's, mini hairbrush, and it's like so soft and round. People can't see it, so
2: yeah, Explaining. it's like
0: the it's like those the artists artis is the name, and like they're actually those brushes are designed for you to do your own makeup. All the other makeup brushes out there are for artists to do on other people's face. That's why those feel like so good to yeah. use on yourself. Yeah. such a nice
2: blend. It's really, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Bad. What about your favorite eyeshadow? My
2: favorite eyeshadow, oh my god, I've been I've used this palette to death. It's the Alyssa Edwards Anastasia Beverly Hills. Oh, that so yeah, um, it's this little uh, I know people can't see it, but I'll show you. It's this little palette, and yeah, the purple in it, as you can see <laughs> right there, oh, yeah, completely gone. Because that is like my, it's the best purple. It is so pigmented and so bright. There is zero fallout. Like you can really get your brush in there and go on and nothing falls off. Like yeah. it's the best. And I, I love, purple is my favorite color because it's the color of royalty. And <laughs> it's such a pretty color. It, it really works well with my eye color. It just brightens everything. It really makes things pop. So that would yeah. definitely be my favorite. Another one of my favorite palettes that I've been using is the kinchi palette yes yes she just started her own makeup.
1: love kimchi
2: it is incredible mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see all of these like now drag queens are coming out with makeup and they're coming out with makeup for other drag queens
0: yeah so, like we're kind of yeah. getting
2: this this cool new like wave of makeup that's kind of meant for drag and it's amazing yeah yeah and yeah
0: is that the rainbow rainbow sharks yeah, so palette? the rainbow
2: sharks palette um it's really really great um my favorite color that i use the most is toast. And you can see, oh, it's so one, good. and it's the perfect like soft contour color. My crease is, I started my crease today with Toast. I'd actually used all of the neutral browns in here for a crease. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really, really, really good. And I also just got her setting powder. So after, I, oh, after I do my foundation, I go back in again with the shade tape because it's apparently my favorite. I do dots under my eyes. I do just in between my brows. I do on my cupid's bow and I do on my chin. And then you just take a beauty blender and you blend all that out. And then I go in with a Krylon TV paint stick. It just works the best for me. And I just do my contour areas, my jaw, my cheekbones, my forehead. And I take a brush and do the sides of my nose. And then I and I buff all that out too. And then I use the, the kimchi um, setting powder. And it's amazing. I think it's some sort of Korean beauty formula. And I mean, right. when it comes to makeup and beauty, I trust the Koreans. because
1: Yeah, it's so good.
2: So, But it's there's something about it. Your face is literally like silk like your face you're, it's you feel so smooth and it's just like I love I like touching my face to drag now because it just feels like silk
0: yeah I need to try that but
2: honestly highly 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 recommend it works incredibly oh my god. so I set my face with that and then god I go in what do I do after that I then I go back into my eyes. I only do the top of my eye before I do my face. And then I do, I set everything and then I go in, I do, I usually do eyeshadow on the bottom. I'll just kind of like do like a rough line. And then I do really thick mascara, Mm -hmm. do my mascara. I'll do my eyebrows next. I draw them in. Um, and then I'll go and do my contour again. It's just a very, it's that toast color from kimchi. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I use, um, another great brand that I love sugar pill, uh,
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that one.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it's actually been a lo- around quite a while. It's done by um, a girl named Amy here in Los Angeles. And she's like a, a Harajuku type girl. And oh, she's mm-hmm. friends with all the drag queens. And her makeup is very like drag influenced, super pigmented. Yeah. She has lipsticks and she has glitter and um, eyeshadows. And she does really great stuff. And she has this beautiful, it's like the perfect like coral, soft coral blush that I love to go in with for every time. Yeah. It just, it just blends everything really nicely and then I pop I pop my lashes on Mm -hmm. and then my lips
1: well tell us what kind of lashes I know Jill wears lashes for tv too so tell us your tricks
2: well I have to I one pair of lashes is never enough for me I use Mm lily lashes which are really nice they sent me some Mm -hmm. and then I I'll, I'll cut up a pair of 301s and I'll kind of just glue them like near the outside so they're just a little bit longer yeah thicker um so i usually it's about one and a half pairs i'm wearing right now um
1: yeah
2: and lashes are my favorite thing like i'm not in drag unless i'm wearing lashes
1: yeah it just feels for beautiful. sure
2: so i i do lashes totally. and then my lips and i use i i don't do lip liner or anything because i literally just i overdraw my lips so much that i literally just take a liquid lipstick and go <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't move anymore and then i just kind of fix it <laughs>
1: You can't see what that was the most amazing mouth movement. No.
2: I don't know how to explain
1: it. Yeah. Um,
2: I love for lips. I, I wear, I'm wearing a Mac red right now. I'm wearing the, <clears throat> my favorite red fashion legacy by Mac. I also love um, besides that. I love Fenty, Fenty beauty mm-hmm. li- uh, lips, lips, liquid lips are incredible. I used, mm-hmm. I love a nude lip. Uh, this is red is I wear red once in a while, but I really do prefer. Like a nude mauve lip, so this is called Uncuffed. Mm
0: -hmm. I wear I wear that one. Love Uncuffed. Our audience, uh, Brooklyn, is like kind of skincare obsessed, and we were just talking about K beauty. So obviously, wearing so much makeup, I'm sure you have a skincare routine. Tell us about your top shelf.
2: Yes, so I um, skincare is so important, and it's not something I really got into until a little bit later in life, but it boy, does it make a difference. And I never realized, especially putting on makeup, like some days I'd be like, Oh, just like I'm dry or it's not sticking. Or I look like ashy or something like there there was just Mm -hmm. some days that it just really wasn't working. And then I realized like skincare, like getting your canvas ready is so important. So Mm -hmm. every night and every morning I wash my face with, um, I use Kiehl's. I'm a big Kiehl's fan. I use Mm -hmm. the energizing face wash right now. And I, I don't know if y'all are like this, but I like to switch products. Like I switch things out pretty regularly just because I feel like your skin gets used to things. Mm-hmm. Like you start using yeah product. Like,
1: we try a lot of stuff. Like, I get that. Like, oh,
2: <laughs> what's this? So right now I'm using this, the Kiehl's Moisture um, Energizing Face Wash for men. And I use one of those, uh, I think it's called Fiore. It's like... um.
1: Oh, the Foreo? Foreo. The Foreo? That's
2: the one. I was, was going to say a word.
1: It's like a vibrator for your face. Yeah, it's like a
2: vibrator for your face. So it it goes for like a minute and you just, I do that. And it's really nice for firming and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. I take the midnight recovery oil from Kiehl's Mm -hmm. and I put that on. And then um, I I got one of those tectonic rollers.
1: Oh yeah. One's like
2: from like Madonna started using them and stuff. It's like two balls and it, Mm -hmm. I just, I I really go in on my right here and on my jawline because Those are kind of trouble areas for me to really like tighten up and firm. And then my Mm -hmm. bones and stuff and my forehead. So I kind of, and it helps massage the oil really deep into your skin. I do -hmm. that. And then I finish up with Creme de la Mer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bougie. But it's so good. I I use Creme de la Mer every time before I put my makeup on. It just gets your skin nice. And you don't need a lot. You just really feel hydrated. And then I also use the uh, Charlotte Tilbury eye cream.
0: What yeah. about taking all your makeup off?
2: Oh, so taking my makeup What do you do? Off, I actually just got, I got this special stuff for taking off the pros because the hardest part about taking my makeup off is taking off the glue in your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. A drag friend of mine, Nikki Doll, actually, she was on season 12. She showed me this product and it's just like, a, it's just an, an, an adhesive remover, but it works so well. It's so oily and it just breaks down all the glue. So I will spray some of that um, on a Neutrogena makeup wipe because I'm a mm-hmm. Neutrogena makeup wipe fan. Um, I use the purple ones, the mm-hmm. lavender scented nighttime ones, because I find they work better. So I, I take my, my eyebrows off and then I use the Kiehl's, what's it called? Back to Kiehl's. It's the Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Botanical Cleansing Oil. Mm-hmm. And I just do a couple pumps of that and just rub it all over and then take one makeup wipe and it's all gone. It takes, like, it takes me like five minutes to get out of drag.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's impressive.
2: Yeah. I, oh, I used to, I used to, this is so horrible. I can't believe I actually did this for like two years. I used to use wig sheen. Yeah. Wig sheen is like what you put in synthetic wigs to make them look shiny. And like, if it's like, look at the dry. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would, I would spray that on my face and then use a makeup wipe.
1: Oh my gosh, your poor skin.
2: My poor skin. Beauty hacks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that, kids. (laughs) Invest in in the keels. It's like $30 a bottle and it'll last you for like three months.
1: Yeah. And speaking of wigs, do you have like a favorite that you've worn over the years? And also, what is the trick to like when you're sort of dancing and everything, like the head's going everywhere. How do you keep your wig on without it just flying off?
2: Yeah. Uh, Do I have so many wigs. I mm-hmm. so, so like, I literally pulled this out of the bottom of the drawer today and I was like, Oh, I like I <laughs> probably have,
1: she's pretty, I probably have
2: at least 75 around me right now, which is, wow. is, um, I love, I just got this one. She's a
0: oh, pretty, oh, I saw this on your Instagram. Yeah. She's like a, like a
2: human hair, full lace. Um, I got from wigs by vanity in Australia, which is one of my favorite wig people.
1: How do you keep it from flying off when you're performing?
2: Uh, yes. Um, well, usually I duct tape my head, like the circumference of it. I put a wig cap on and then I duct tape around. So you have something to pin the wig into in the back. Yeah. And then I spirit gum all the lace in the front. It's not spirit gum. Like, again, a wonderful thing about quarantine is I don't have to glue anything down. It just kind of stays where it's supposed to stay. But if yeah. I'm dancing, I usually, this would all be like glued down to my forehead. Right.
1: Okay, so we're gonna have her jump in. This is Ines. Put these on, honey. Um, she's nine years old. Hi,
2: Ines! Hi! How are you? Good. Good. Hi, you're 9 Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, you, are you nervous? Yeah. Don't be nervous. I don't bite. Do you have some questions for me? Mm-hmm. What are they? Let's hear them.
1: What inspired you to do drag?
2: What inspired me to do drag? Um, that's a great question. Honestly, it's something I've always been interested in ever since I was a little boy. I always loved makeup and women's clothing and dolls and fashion and glamour and beauty and all of those things. So it was just really, a, it was so natural for me. It was like the a natural choice for me to do it. So I think that's kind of one of the things that really inspired me. I'll tell you, the first time I saw a woman and I was like, oh my goodness, I want to look like that was, and I, I don't think you'll know this, but your mom your mom may know it and you may know it too. Uh, did you ever watch The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston? Uh,
1: I watched a little bit of it.
2: Okay. She hasn't. Well, uh, <laughs> Google and Baxter, she played Nefertiti in it. And because I grew up in such a Christian household, it was one of the few movies I was allowed to watch. And she was just the most glamorous, beautiful seductive woman she wore she always had like chiffon on and jewels and people were fanning her and I remember like watching it at like five years old and mean like huh? Oh, I want to do that <laughs> I didn't know what it meant and I didn't know I didn't know what a drag queen was but I just was like I relate to that like that's <laughs> I can see myself doing that I want to be like her so I think it was just a natural kind of thing that I always knew was in me and I just didn't understand what it was until I was older do you have another question yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, what's it like to be the first Canadian on RuPaul's Drag Race? What's it like? Well, it felt like um, representing Canada at the Olympics is <laughs> the best way I could put it. It was exciting. It was also very scary. I was very worried. I was going to disappoint people and let them down. And that I kind of nobody else put a lot of pressure on me, but I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think that's something we all do a lot in our day-to-day lives. Is we kind of make up stories in our head and come up with ideas that you're going to disappoint everybody if you fail and all this stuff when it's really not true and you're telling yourself all that stuff. So that's something I did a lot to myself and kind of built up these this idea in my head. But besides that, it was very amazing. Um, it was such an honor to be able to represent my country and be the first person to do it.
1: So cool. And one last question. Can't what are you going to do for Pride Month?
2: What am I going to do for Pride Month? Um, I'm going to eat ice cream on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm also um, working on donations right now for um, organizations that uplift the Black community. And I'm working on with some organizations that specifically target the Black queer community because of everything that's going on in the world right now. And I'm just really taking, taking some time right now to just because usually Pride Month, I'm so busy with shows and prides and stuff, and that's not happening this year. And so it's kind of nice to be able to sit there and think about what pride actually means and what it's all about and how it started, because pride started as a riot for equal rights. And I mean, this kind of feels like the first real pride we've had in 30 years, because I mean, recently pride has become so commercialized and done by corporations. And I think a lot of the times we've Really missed the true meaning of it. So I think in a way this has been really nice because it's reminded us what it's actually about and really made us appreciate it. So I'll, I'm kind of gonna kind of be meditating on uh, what pride means to me this month and just being very grateful for all of the luxuries I'm given in this world.
0: Thank you. Good job, Anes. Good job. Inez. Good job.
1: <laughs> um, do we want to do a quick rapid fire, Jill, before we oh, close yeah. it out? Do we have sure.
0: time? Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, what ice cream are you eating on the
2: couch? Oh my goodness. Um, there's a, a store here called Salt and Straw and they sell a strawberry coconut water uh, sherbet, which is... Mm. The- so LA. So so LA. I also, <laughs> don't worry. Also, I, really my favorite flavor is just chocolate. Like I love like a good dark chocolate chocolate. Nice. Yeah.
1: What show are you binging on now?
2: The Great Anything? on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. I haven't
0: seen that one. It's about Catherine the
2: Great. It's, it's wonderful.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, Okay. Awesome. What else? Um, what was the last, uh, text you sent?
2: It's a good question. Uh, last text I sent was yay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I bet you were talking about doing this podcast interview. (laughs) (laughs) And so where would you go once the quarantine's over? What's your dream destination?
2: Hmm. besides Toronto, because I do miss my family and everything where I would really like to go two places, New Orleans, because I love New Orleans. I just think it's the most beautiful city and I love the history there. And I also would like to go on safari in South Africa because I was supposed to do that in April and it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Those are my two, yeah. my two places.
1: Definite bucket list. Oh. <laughs> and what are a couple of your dream dinner guests?
2: Ooh, dream dinner guests.
1: People, living or dead?
2: Living or dead? Okay. Uh, oh, this is a hard question. They're, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I can do this. Celine Dion, mm-hmm. definitely Celine Dion. Um, mm-hmm. gonna do Celine Dion? I'm going to do um, Elizabeth Taylor, mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe, Marlon Brando because he's really cute. Um, Jason Momoa who was a oh. man. He's also really cute. Uh, Charlize Theron. Um, Nelson Mandela.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this is a hard. This is a hard question. <laughs> and um, Brad Pitt for some eye candy.
0: Yes. Yeah. Love Brad okay. Pitt. My final question to you is: What is a drugstore? Makeup by that is always in your kit. Mm.
2: Well, the, I, the eyeliner pencil that I usually use, and actually the setting spray I usually use that I just ran out of, and I got the, the Lady Gaga one and the, the Hangover one, uh, is NYX. NYX Cosmetics is so good. They're, they're especially their eyeliner pens, they're, they're another brand that I, I've been using them for years and years and years, and I will continue to use them once this free one runs out. <laughs> um, and the, their, setting, their setting sprays are also excellent. So, those are yeah. um, NYX is a great drugstore brand for um, drag makeup or just makeup in general.
1: Yeah, love it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank we love you. talking to you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Thank you, Brooklyn. <laughs> You're so cute. You're welcome.